Hi, this is Craig Janney listening to the Blues Podcast in the Stanley Cup Finals. Podcast host Jason, along with Chris. Yo, all right. We are uh, just just uh, with a, what an hour, hour and a half removed from the uh, tough loss to Florida. Yep. Yeah. It, so. Am I alone? Does does having games at noon mess up your internal clock? Like to me, it feels like it should be ten o'clock at night now because the Blues game's over. Yeah, it's nice having nice seven day games, but also at the same time, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm ready to shut it down for the day when it's really yeah. like, like okay, so Blues game's over. Time to go to bed. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so a uh, valiant effort today from the Blues. We'll talk about that. The Blues down, not one, not two, but like six, seven guys right now yeah. that normally they're, should they're be in the lineup. Team right now. And to get the, it would have been nice to get the two points. They had the late lead and a really crappy call on Tory Krug there. Even though yeah. that was a blatant offsides too. I don't know if you. I kind of like yeah, just I did. got I home and saw this. Too. Yeah. So you got so late goal by Florida puts an overtime. Not much going in overtime for either. Well, take it back. Not much going on until the power play that happened for, I don't know, I get they call Shen for tripping there. Yeah, I mean, I think had he not – he was You could tell he was going through him. Yeah, he was leaning into him with the shoulder, and he just yeah. unfortunately got his uh, bottom half instead of the uh, upper it half. It looked a lot worse than it was, and I think that's what got the call. Yeah, and then um, – um, But, you know, and we'll get into it, but I just – boy, that team was sloppy in overtime. That, uh, the Blues, I should say, like they were sloppy offensively yeah. in overtime. There was a lot of really like bad passes. And Kyra uh, missed a pass. Uh, didn't really have cold Pareko passing to nobody. Yeah, it, 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 there was a, a lot rough. of bad passes in overtime. Yeah, we'll talk about that game for sure. But and we got the two Tampa games to talk about. Yep. As we get into all the action this past week for the St. Louis Blues, so we'll talk about all the news right now. So we'll rewind a little bit here. So. Um, in the Chicago game, we had a uh, injury up high, a hit on David Perron, and more than likely, it looks like a concussion. And he's been not officially on IR, but day to day, and that shows the rink and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, but it's pretty much and that's concerning because obviously this is a player that what back in this ninety games, his first stint as a blue, yeah, um, missed an entire season. Almost, oh, yeah, full season, Basically, 90 yeah. games between two seasons. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, it was most, most of two, one, but... and then like 25 of the next. Yeah, he was out for a long time, and you know, that's something that just you kind of worry about because they always say, like, any it's player to get one them, hit away, one. yeah, if you have one and you're more susceptible to especially having a really bad, bad hit from the one. Uh, yeah. so Dave Braun is out, so then it kind of leaked out that uh, Neil was out, yeah. So James Neal is you know, hurt with upper body injury. And then, so they're calling guys up and playing with, this is the thing that sucks too, with the whole COVID thing, which we'll get into. So Neil and now Costin gets an upper body injury. So they both can go on IR. So they're able to call up just one guy in Dakota Joshua because of just the salary cap issues. Yep. Um, they still have eight defensemen dressed right now. So they've been dressing 11 forwards and seven defensemen for 
three games now. Four, yeah, three games now, which is ridiculous. And um, so you got to think the forwards are getting tired. So you have those guys oh, out, but sure. then so you have Tyler Bozak goes into COVID protocol right after the Columbus game. Correct. So Tyler Bozak's in there, and obviously we're not we're not you know dumb here. Like it's going to happen. You're vaccinated. Still, things going to happen. But them mm-hmm. testing every three days. Which that's which we'll talk about this right now. But testing every three days, which is a lot more than like the NBA. NBA is doing one week unless you have symptoms or whatever. So it's a little bit different. So testing more often. So obviously you're at better chance of finding out if someone has it, even if they're asymptomatic. But uh, suppose that goes on IR. So or IR, but the COVID list. So mind you, you go on the COVID list. The rule is you still retain the cap hit. Yeah, I, I think kill, it's killing a lot of teams right now. Change. It's a lot like Vegas was going through where they were possibly not going to address enough guys for a team. They were, at, yeah. you know, you know, it was it's not just the Blues. So it's one of those things where I think it just if you want to put the best product on the ice, why are you handy hand handicapping teams from doing that? Basically, yeah, no, I agree. I think I think they're going to have to at some point do some sort of a. I don't want to say amnesty, but something to give relief to teams. Um, you were like cap. at least like one player on COVID, like you know, like right. something just to get some cap relief because it's. I'll uh, tell you what, I, I think the reason why the league is slow to react on this and, and and give any type of relief is the way the Tampa Bay Lightning worked the cap last year at the playoffs. Yeah, and everyone bitching about that. At Kucherov and all them, they were like what 16, 18 million over. They were 18 million over during the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, um, so. I think because of that, the league is very hesitant to make any other sort of move that gives teams cap relief yeah. because they don't want the outrage of, oh, well, this team's now, you know, however many million over the cap. Yeah. So you have. Very different circumstances. Yeah, different circumstances, but yeah, so that happens, and then the Blues have a really great win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Phenomenal win. Yeah, so we were able to uh, go to that game, and we started out really awful. Oh boy, did it! <laughs> Me and Chris had we were just getting some food, and we didn't get to our seats, and it was two just turned two nothing, right? Or yeah, yeah. just turned two nothing, and then we like. You gotta be kidding me! And then all of a sudden, as we'll talk about the three nothing, and then the Blues fought all the way back, and it was really probably one of the best games of the year, honestly, so far. So far, for sure. So that happens, and we talk about Jordan Binnington playing well, which we'll get into. Um, yep. Next day, he goes in COVID protocol, and they're in Tampa. Or the, the day, the day of two days later, when they're playing Tampa in Tampa, Jordan Binnington, and he's officially does tested positive, so he is out ten days. Yeah. Like it's not just one of those where he tests positive, he's asymptomatic, and if he tests negative twice in 24 hours, he's out of there. Uh, but right before the game on the next game on Thursday, uh, the 2nd of December against Tampa in Tampa, Justin Falk, late scratch in COVID protocol. So you literally yeah. lose your starting goalie and your best defenseman in a matter of hours. Right. For That's tough. That's, that's tough to overcome, and the Blues – they fought valiantly and came back in that Tampa game and just, yeah, obviously just they, you can say what you want about the third goal, which we'll get into, but it's, it's a tough go of it. So the blues are going through a ton of stuff right now. They're up against the cap. Their Charlie Lindgren is up. They had to dress a 
you know, uh, e-bug emergency backup for one yep. game due to to cap reasons. Um, it's it's tough, I and mean, it's really good if the Blues can squeeze points out the next two weeks. And they're playing Florida again next week on Tuesday. Florida, Detroit, Montreal. Detroit, they that was arguably one of the worst games of the year. Oh, <laughs> hopefully, he, I don't think arguably that was the worst game of the year. If they can come back and win that, and that one, Montreal has not been playing great, and they have Anaheim who's nope. been playing pretty good. So yes. that's the last game that you'll see is through a homestand too. You'll see Bennington and Falk out, and then so you basically don't have them available until the 13th of December at this point. Wow. So, obviously, it's a variant going around. Who knows what's going to happen? But So, right now, the Blues threw a ton of injuries, but let's talk about the positives real quick before we get into all the game recaps. Uh, players that have stepped up for that you've noticed. Uh, well, I'll talk about the one that's very obvious from today's game, Logan Brown. Logan Brown has been great. I think he's been a uh, very pleasant surprise. You know, we got him uh, for Sanford. And then we actually ended up waiving him and sending him through to the minors. And I, yeah. I think that there was a bit of concern of like, boy, is this guy just not an NHL player? Um, he had a really bad. He didn't have a great camp. I mean, he had a couple no. you know, a week here, but a week and a half here, but he didn't have a great camp. And those thought of like, oh, well, I'll just stick him in the minors. We'll see what happens. And but I, I mean, look, he's been here for what, three games now? Uh, yeah, two goals in three games now. Two goals in three games. He had a goal in the shootout tonight or Pretty today. Too. And he looked he's looked good. Like, I mean, he's a rookie. There's obviously a lot of growth that needs to happen, but you can see the skills that got him drafted in the first round. Um yep. so I think that there's potential there to surround him with solid players and let him grow whether he spends all year in St. Louis this year or not. I don't know, especially as we get healthy, but I'm happy with what we have right now. Yeah. It's me kind of, it, cause the, if he stays up too long, he'll have to go through waivers again, which that might not happen. Like, I, I mean, agree. Uh, other guys that uh, I think, Today, Wallman scored a goal, and so hopefully he gets back in the groove after not playing well recently and getting benched. Um, so Wallman got a goal, which is nice to see. Uh, Dakota Joshua keeps doing his thing on the fourth line. I thought that he did a great move to set up uh, Logan Brown today. So, Yeah, yeah. I, look, that, I thought Dakota Joshua – we talked about Dakota Joshua Tuesday when we were on the way to the game. Like, I don't hate Dakota Joshua. I think he's a solid player. I'm not as over the moon about him as a lot of people seem to be. I think that he's okay. Uh, but he looked great today. Uh, that move that he put on today to set up that Logan Brown goal was, was absolutely fantastic. So, you know, we're going to need players like that to continue to step up as we, as this team battles, you know, COVID and regular injuries, especially to our forwards where, you know, we've got some of our big guns, but you know, O'Reilly doesn't look O'Reilly-esque. I personally think he's still suffering some after effects of COVID. I thought today was probably the best game since he'd been back. He like he looked yeah, better. I, he agree. Looked, I think today was the first game where I'm like, okay, he looked O'Reilly like O'Reilly-ish. Like he, yes. he was really straight, he was really fighting for a long a while. time. Yeah. And you know, everyone else on this team, aside from you know Robert Thomas, is streaky. Tarasenko is streaky, Kairu streaky. Um, 
so we're, we're going to need people to to step up and fill in roles. And, and right now we have that. Yep. And the last one we'll talk about, which is the really blatantly obvious one, is uh, Billy Huso. Um, yeah. Almost stole one today. With a Boy, he did. 40, I wanted it for him so bad. Too. Over almost 50 saves yep. uh, today. He had 50 to 52 shots against and obviously 49 saves or 50, 47, whatever it is. But uh, 48. Anyway. He played great, and all the games that he's played in, I you can argue the one Tampa, the third Tampa goal where they uh, the, after the lose tied it, they let in from the point. He kind of missed that one from Hedman. You can make arguments there, but he's played pretty well overall. And you have to uh, you have to like how he's playing. Where you have now compared to last year, where we were kind of worried if you put Billy Huso in, especially the first few shots. That's not any, that hasn't even come up in anybody's you know peripheral honestly nothing's that hasn't even been mentioned by anybody this year yeah. he just looks like a different goalie and i think the prep is different and maybe the whole weird scheduling and the weird like uh you know everything with covid last year the way everything was it just was hard on him and he couldn't get a groove i don't know but um they were talking about that today and they said him and mikola are really good friends and i think maybe getting to hang out and learn how to be an nhl or finally has sunk in and he keeps it up this is very premature, but if he plays very well over this stretch and continues this season, he might play his way out of St. Louis. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Just yeah. because of just how good he is. And if the, I'd have to look at the contract real quick, but if he is still restricted, which would be great, but he's probably might be close to unrestricted free agency, man, you have to think about like what you could get for him. Because if you really are that high on Hoffer down the minors, and let's say you have Huso for at least one more year. I think Why you have not? to consider if you can get a very good asset for Billy Huso, and you you can't pay. Like I see what you see what um, Florida is doing right now. They have a very expensive goalie, yeah, and, the, and, it, and a very cheap one. Uh, right now, the Blues have a decent range goalie in Biddington with six million, and right now Huso is making a little above a million. So you're still doing very well. But if Huso deserves a good size raise, that takes away from another position on the team. I agree. So. Uh, something to keep an eye on in the future if Huso continues his play the way it is. So let's get into the three games this week that we'll talk about. So we'll talk about the best game of the year, uh, arguably, probably, in my opinion. Uh, me and Chris got the uh, privilege to go to this game and uh, didn't start out great, no. to say the least. I think me and Chris had the conversation in the hallway as we were uh, getting a drink. And he said, I think we said, yeah, one or two more. I think it might be time to uh, pack it in for the night. Yeah, I was ready. If it got to four nothing, I was ready to punch out. Because it's just like, and the thing is, they didn't look great either. That's the other thing. No, they looked like, they looked slow and uncoordinated, and it reminded me of a couple weeks ago. I went to the Chicago game in St. Louis, where they won. I think one to nothing. There might have been an empty net at the end. I don't remember, but I remember looking at my friend and I was like, "They're so bad." If they were playing anybody besides the Chicago Blackhawks right now, they would be losing nine to one. Um, and that's what this looked like. This looked like a team that was like, I don't really want to play tonight. Yeah. And it uh, didn't turn out great early. So uh, uh, Sorelli gets the goal. Uh, kind of a weird, kind of fluky goal. Yeah. It's kind of like just. It's hard to fault Bennington on, on any of these first yeah, three, and, honestly. Mm hmm. I believe it's that same tier. Um, Corey Perry gets a goal as well. His uh, yeah. 
his third. Once again, just right in front of the net at the right time, just a fluky play, and the puck just dropped right at his feet, and he's able to backhand it past Jordan Bennington. Yeah. Um, the weirdest goal of the year you'll see Holy when crap. people got – I mean, me and you had a great view of this goal, and puck drops, the crowd's kind of murmuring, you know, about the second goal, and you're like, oh, crap, we're only five and a half minutes in, and it's 2 nothing already. Eric Cernak uh, gets the puck in on the glass, hits one of the stanchions near the corner, and yep. it perfectly goes towards Bennington and hits his right inner pad and goes in the net yep. for a goal five seconds after Corey Perry scores. Go off the dumping. Off the dumping. And, dude, it would – and I'll say this as we get into it. Later on, Jordan Bennington settled in and played really well. And I'll yes. give Craig Brube very good credit because a lot of coaches, and you know, including me and you sitting there, like we were shocked that Husa was not in. Yeah. I mean, and we all said, we even said like, yeah, those weren't his fault, but then he did some kind of spark. Cause that's, you know, like coach talk or whatever, you know, you put the other goal you're in, down five your in the, or you're down three in five minutes. Like you got to do something. Yeah. And he didn't. And he wanted the team to dig out of a hole and, um, the dumb credit they did near the end of the first, they kind of had a little stretch the last two minutes. got a power play and played pretty well. Yeah. I thought during the power play and Bennington made some saves and I love St. Louis fans. I really do. This, there's a little dumping on the power play at the end. I don't know if you remember this. And uh, the Buck just rolled to Bennington and he just and he stopped the stick. And then, you know, and everybody started doing the like, you know, oh, yeah. What's that? What's that? Uh, I can't think of the name of it when they cheer. Bronx, Bronx cheered him. Yeah. You know, and uh, and George Bennington did acknowledge that. I don't know if you saw this afterwards. We were, uh, he said, yeah, I heard him uh, clapping when I made his saves. He's like, he's like, it held me accountable and it, you know, got me back into the game. So, and that's, and this is not a dig on Jake Allen. But in the past, when fans did that, as I think Jeff Ponder pointed out on Twitter, the, his teammates would rush to him. He's like, you should, and Doug Armstrong, all these guys would like, like the fans need to lay off Jake Allen. He's doing just fine. No, and you see, and Bennington took like, he's like, that's on me. Like I needed to play better. And it got me, got basically got my head on my ass basically. And yeah. he played and he played really well, shut them down the rest of the way. So the, the uh, comeback started very slowly. Uh, Nice play by Jordan Cairo, dipping and doodling on the right-hand side, and nice little pass to Ryan O'Reilly for his fourth. And then we just talked about it. Logan Brown gets his first goal of the season, first as a blue. Uh, his dad in the crowd, you know, so it was, it was pretty cool to see showing uh, Jeff Brown uh, cheering on his son and stuff like that. So Logan Brown gets the goal, make it three to two, about six minutes into the second. Do we and- officially coin his new name? Uh, and we will make it official, and we did it on Twitter, uh, Brown Deuces. Brown Deuces. Brown Deuces. So I thought that was uh, very good. So Blues slowly – I mean, there was a lot of plays, and I'll say this, like uh, former Blue Brian Elliott played pretty decent. He did. You can I make mean, argue, look, he's, you can make he's the a argue, solid goalie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to harp on you about that, but I'm saying he let you play a solid game. Yes, he um, did. But he made some the, phenomenal saves. Yeah, uh, the Logan Brown goal, you can argue that was kind of like maybe weak, but he looked a little screened there on it. But outside of that, I thought he made a lot of saves. The Blues pressed really hard the rest of the second period and early in the third. Uh, and then finally, very early in the third, they get a power play, and Ivan Barbashev gets the goal from a nice play by Brunovich on the point. 
And that's another guy who's stepped up. And I think he is got another guy who's going to stick around. Uh, it's going to yeah. be tough when everybody's healthy. Who's going to get sent down? And he's not going back. I, he, he's accomplished he, what he needs to accomplish. He, in the age. Man, if he gets sent down, it's just because they don't want to lose the man waivers. And yeah, that sucks. I, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I think you look at a guy like Prudovich and like, He's he's hit the ceiling in the AHL. He ain't going to get any better down there. It's time for him to stay up here and get better against NHL talent. Yep. And then uh, the Blues had a you know uneventful overtime. I would say overall it was yeah. nothing nothing that I can really nothing that stuck out in my mind at least. Shootout happens. Uh, the only goal that happened was the Blues. Ryan O'Reilly with a uh, nice little shot that beats uh, Brian Elliott, and the Blues pull out the win. And probably one of the best ones of the game, but this year, the year four to three and the blues move down to Tampa. And obviously we talked about uh, them losing both Bennington and Falk right before face off the blues go with uh, seven, uh, excuse me, four, 11 forward, seven defensemen again uh, held in there for what we, for most of the game, but you can tell they're kind of over their heads most of the game again. It's amazing how different that Tampa offense is when Steven Stamkos is in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, so, Block gets the goal in the first. Uh, Brandon Saad, who has been just a tremendous asset for the Blues uh, all season long. I'm really one of the best signings they've had. I agree. Uh, perfect player the Blues needed. Uh, obviously, we talked about all the players that we could have picked up in the offseason, and I think the Saad and Bushnevitz deals – wound up being really, really well to set this team up for the next couple of years, better than people expect, I think. I, I do not disagree. I think that those are building block players that you can build this team around. And, you know, I'm not naive to the fact that we're probably going to lose a couple guys over the next few years, be it through free agency or whatever. But it's Armstrong's ability to see into that crystal ball and forecast the future and stock the team and covered accordingly in advance of it that it's got this team where they are. Yeah. So uh, like I said, Sai got the goal from Thomas and Perunovic uh, on the power play. And Sorelli unfortunately comes back in the third, early in the third and gets one to make it two to one. But Pavel Bushnevitz, who on this power play was just all over the place, passing back and forth and between him and Perunovic and Thomas, and that's who gets the assist and Bushnevich a blast in the left uh, circle. That beats Vashlevsky for the tight at two to two. Like we talked, I kind of talked about this earlier. Hedman gets the goal, uh, the go-ahead goal about a about a minute later. Uh yeah. by uh floor hockey legend Pat Maroon. Indeed. And uh we talked about how we think Puso might have had this thing. He just I think he just whiffed with his glove on this. And he said, I guess what? Not gonna it save happens. everything. Yeah. So it's it kind of sucks, but you can only do so much. And then Hedman gets another goal a little bit later. Um, and that's the end of that one. So four to two, the blues just kind of, that kind of put the, took the sails out of their uh, wind out of their sails, that third goal. And I think they just, then obviously the fourth one happened and there was no coming back from that. Right. So four to two when they're stuck down Florida on the positive note, no positive cases of COVID going into, Thank God. going into Florida uh, to play the Florida Panthers. The Panthers obviously without Barkov is still injured. He's slowly working his way back, but the Florida Panthers right now are your NHL leaders in every in points, the best which team is in NHL. crazy. And by the way, let's take a minute to, to think about that. It's the best team in hockey right now, and there was nobody at that game. 
Nobody. I, yeah, I saw a little bit of the lower level looked a little more full than normal or normal. I'll say that much. But I think I, uh but also it's a daytime about, game. Lacrosse is a daytime game too. And I'm like I know. I, I know that they always talk about relocation when it comes to to the coyotes. And which I'll bring like, that up I, a little bit. Go ahead. I have family ties to the Arizona area to the Phoenix area. I, I do believe that hockey can work in Arizona. Um, you know, I think the problem with that team is less the team. Well, the team's bad right now, but <clears throat> I think the main problem with that franchise is its location. I think they need to go back downtown. But if you're going to move the Coyotes, I think you have to move the Florida Panthers too because you keep balance in the east and west because everyone right now seems to think if the, if the Coyotes move, they're going to go to Quebec and they're going to bring back the Nordiques, which on paper, I get it cool but you then unbalance the league again you have one more team in the east than the west so if you're going to move the coyotes i think you need to keep them somewhere in the west but if you're going to move a team to quebec i don't see how it's anybody but the florida panthers that no one cares about that team Yep, and they're a tough team to play for because there's not much going on there i mean you obviously get the sunshine of florida and that's about the but it's in a weird area too. Like it's it's not in Miami. It's not in West Palm beach. It's kind of like in between the two. Yeah. Uh, It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I I don't see how that team turns to profit. There's, there's no way. There's There's no no way way that team's turning to profit. Not with the payroll they have. Yeah. So, Play in Florida Panthers, who obviously we just saw about the best team in the league. And uh, we talked about this a little bit. Logan Brown gets a goal from Dakota Joshua and Ivan Barbashev about yep. five minutes into the first. Nice, play. basically all Dakota Joshua here. And mm-hmm. Logan Brown has had to make sure he was at the right place. And uh, he boxed out his man in front and got the wide open net against Bobrovsky. So, uh, goal there for Logan Brown, but doesn't hold on too long because, um, I first name I messed it up on so it's good. Mamine is a uh, second of the year tied at one, one. So I missed the first and most of the second here, but uh, Wallman and Reinhardt exchange goals in the second here. Wallman with a blast from the uh, blue, uh, blue line to get beats him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon sod in the third here, the blues get one early. And it made me think like, man, they just need to hold on. They can yep. do this. And man, that caught like, that call on Tory Krug, you can't make that call that late. You know, I agree. Like, I agree. Even if it was against, it's hard for me to say like, oh, it was against us. I'd be like, I would even say like, ooh, that's a, that's a tough call to make. I don't really agree with that, but I'll take it. And I'm sure that's what Florida Panthers fans are saying. Sure. And uh, that gets them the chance to tie it up, and they do really great work by the Blues too. Blues uh, PKs today, they worked really, really well. Killed this off. But then right as it ends, I mean, gets the third, his third of the year, second of the game, about two and a half minutes left. Uh, nothing really happens in the overtime uh, except nope. for the last minute and a half. So yep. we talk about Braden Shen. loses a stick. So Braden Shen, God, we talk about the hit where he looks like he's going for contact, just missed him and unfortunately turned into a trip. It sucks. Yeah, I kind of I kind of yelled at the TV when I first saw it because I'm like, he just went for a hit and he just avoided it. But it looked when the, the ref right there, it's hard not to make that call. I get it. Yeah. So because I have a yell, I try to look at it this way: like if that happened to a Blues, the Blues, 
would I be yelling for us to get the power play? Yes. hundred percent. Yes, for sure. It, it, you know, like we said earlier in the podcast, the, the hit looked a lot worse than it really was. You know, Shen was leaning in trying to separate him from the puck and um, it, it almost looked like, and I'm glad they showed the replay. It looked like he left his feet for a minute. Yeah. Um, but I think because it looked as bad as it did, that's why they had to call the, the penalty. Yeah. So it didn't look great. And this penalty kill, it was O'Reilly, Sunquist, and Bortuzzo. Mm-hmm. And they were out there the whole minute 50. Yes, they were. It was, man. Then the, here's the thing is the Florida Panthers really didn't get a really good shot on net for this whole time. And you had a Bortuzzo without a stick for more about half, half that time. Easily, if not more. And Bortuzzo was all, and as much as crap as I know, like we always we kind of gave Bortuzzo here and there. Dude was all over the place, blocking, trying to block shots in the passing lanes. Yep. Um, made it hard for guys like really good players, mind you, like Jonathan Huberto, Sam Reinhardt to get shots and get passes through. Uh, Correct. Ekblad really couldn't get a shot through. He was all over the place. And those guys were able to clear the puck and literally have one shot on the power play. It was early on the power play when he actually had a stick, which is yeah. kind of crazy to think about. So goes to a shootout once again who – and so far, it looks good because the Blues are 2-1, and one, and the Florida Panthers are 0-2. So you're like, well, maybe it will happen. Unfortunately, the first guy scores for uh, – Lundell scores for the Panthers. Jordan Cairo – I and this isn't just him. I hate to, like, hurry up, get there fast, and then slow down. Yeah. You know, until you're almost at a standstill. But he did that and then tried to speed up again and hits the post. Had Bobrovsky beat. Unfortunately, hits the post. Huberto runs out of room and gets saved by Huso. Logan Brown with a really great backhand uh, over the glove yep. on Bobrovsky. Beautiful goal. Makes it one-to-one. So Sam Reinhardt comes in really hard and snaps a shot blocker side on Billy Huso. And that is your game winner. So Huso gets the third star. Um, O'Reilly is uh, stopped after he goes, try to go pad. He got, That's the shot he, he beat Brian Elliott with. He went pads. Yes. He went stick side try to go above the pad in, in between the pad and the uh, blocker and tries to go there again. Didn't get high enough and he had saved the blues only get a point here. Um, but at the same time, you got to be happy with the point. I think. Yeah, I am. It's frustrating because this team busted their ass and um, really deserved to win that game in regulation. And I feel like that call led to the tying goal um and i don't agree with the call but at the end of the day you know you got to play through the good and the bad calls and a point against the florida panthers when this team is depleted as they are ain't a bad thing yep i agree there uh so this week they got come up to florida so about home and home again with both the uh florida teams so Panthers are back home on the seventh, and that's uh, I think O'Reilly bobblehead night, I believe. Yes, yes, that's that night. Uh, Detroit and Montreal are in this week, along with Anaheim. Back to back against Anaheim and Montreal next weekend. Yep, um, and then we got a couple against Dallas the following week. So you got some tough teams coming up, or I think, but also very winnable games. Agreed. Even, and if I the, may, if you play this team like the way you played today, uh, excuse me. 
if Huso plays like you played saying the team can actually come up to his level, at least close to his level, we'll be in good shape. I agree. And uh, if I may steal a line from a dearly departed friend of mine, uh, Tom West, Thursday is a uh, punch a Red Wings fan in the face day. Yep. So, so don't forget when you see a Red Wings fan on Thursday, just punch him in the face. For sure. Uh, yeah. So last time we played Detroit this year, and hopefully they can avenge that loss from a, about a week and ago. Week, week and they a looked ago. terrible in that game. Yeah. So two more no, news and notes before we got here. Chris kind of mentioned uh, about the relocation stuff, and some relocation news came up this week, uh, citing some unnamed banking sources. Uh, a guy from Forbes magazine uh, came out and said that he heard that the Arizona Coyotes are up for sale, and they have a potential buyer with intent in moving them to Houston. Houston is the only is the only top 10 uh, market without an NHL team right now. Uh, so that would mind you, that would make great like for the central. It would make better for sense for the Coyotes being in the central for sure. And Houston right now they have the Houston Arrows, which is like an AHL team. Yeah, long, long standing AHL team. And Houston's a great sports town. I mean, you've got the Astros, who, despite cheating, uh, had a recent World Series, and we're Texans back. Texans are here. awful, but Texans are awful. Though. Right, Texans are trash. Uh, the Rockets have a good history. Yeah, um, they're trash as well. But they were, but they've won championships at least. So. Yes, so it, it's a good sports town, and I think that having that natural rivalry with Dallas would help them. Um. I, I, it could work. Personally, I would love to see the team go to Kansas City. Um, For Blues reasons, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I think that would be fantastic. Um, but I think either of those two markets make sense for the fact that they're in the Central. Yeah, that'd be nice if they would do something there. But um, I wonder if they would keep the name or if they would change the name. You would think they would change the name, right? So... Uh, we talked about a little bit on the Tampa game. We, we mentioned the backup goalie, Kyle Connan, who basically a 23-year-old played uh, some college hockey and was literally just in warm-up with his beer league team and got yep. basically the call to be the backup on the uh, bench after Jordan Vinton tested positive Thursday morning. So, I mean, that's got to be cool, right? <laughs> I mean, be like, my, first, my first question would be like, how do you get into that Rolodex of names? Like – who do you have to know or what are you doing that gets you into the list of like, oh, crap, we need a goalie, call this guy yeah, for so an I mean, NHL team? Yeah, I mean, he played a couple of seasons as a junior, played in the uh, EHL league, uh, had some college hockey at Grand Valley State recently. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I thought was cool that he actually designs and does airbrush for a, a goalie mask. He has, that's his business. That's what he does for a living. He's that's like, awesome. Yeah, so that's really cool. So, um, yeah, so I thought it was kind of cool. That, yeah, mind you. If you got pressing a bit to uh, action, we'll see what would have happened. But it's kind of cool, that, you know, for that guy. I wonder if he gets keep probably gets keep like the jersey. And I'm I know they get paid some money. I was just going to say he picked number thirty one. Yeah. So that, that's he's got the same number as Curtis Joseph and Grant Fuhrer. Fuhrer, yeah. So uh, it's pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and he did well. He and the, the Blues are pretty cool. They gave him the uh, rookie treatment and let him do the first skate. You know. Like, yeah. you know, by himself. And he did it without a helmet on, too. So people were, I don't see, I guess that's like a cool, like a baller thing to do, apparently. That's All the right. kid, that's the kids say. So that's what I saw on the uh, Twitter. So anyway, 
inter- cool little story there. I'll say that. Like, it, who knows how the season's going to go? If that is, comes up as long the way, that would be very cool kind of side note of how this season has gone. If something, if it goes very well this year, you know. All right, question for you because we're both memorabilia junkies. Mm-hmm. If that happens to you and you get to keep your jersey, do you keep it so you can wear it or do you frame it and hang frame it? Frame it because that's like game action because that's like real not i say real like i'm i mean i'm wearing a winter classic jersey right now but that's like what a player wears and like authentic and stuff like that's uh that's getting framed and going on the wall like i actually and even if i saw action i mean like him he got sit on the bench basically with a right. hat on you know but still you're on an nhl roster for a game there's thousands of guys that would love sure. to have that you know so i would personally put it up on the wall and keep it but that's just me yeah but you know, yeah, but at the same time, I can make a second jersey for myself to wear too. So this is true. So people are like, who's that guy? I'm like, oh yeah. That's me. Yeah, that's me. But uh no, so that's pretty cool. So the last one to talk about um, well, Chris's favorite player of all time, obviously, Craig Janney. Yeah. Very famous goal against Ed Belfour in the playoffs that we that's been shown. Does it does get shown when they go into overtime? Uh yeah, they do a little montage. montage. They do a little montage we saw in the Tampa game. Another goal that's shown during that is the Troy Brower goal against, once again, the Chicago Blackhawks in game seven at home when the Blues won three to two recently. And I think it was 2016. Yep. Yep. 2016. Um, and then round one. So, really cool moment. But Troy Brower, after 14 seasons, hung up his skates this week. Uh, you know, last time he played, he did play the Blues. It was his last team he played with. So, remember, when the PTO, Blues. PTO, right? Yeah. He did a PTO and he wound up signing for the rest of the year that year. So, he uh remember signed with the blues got he came to the blues via the Oshi trade and then Correct. was here for one year and he made a made a real impact obviously with that goal and then he left went signed a big contract with calgary and they bought him out yep signed with the blues again for a pto deal and then uh ted not get a contract and he just retired so i want to mention troy brower uh happy retirement i gave great blues. career Stanley cup champion Stanley Cup champion uh, with Washington. So not Washington. Um, Chicago, right? Chicago. Yeah, I was thinking Washington. He was not, he was not there during that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, with Chicago. So before he got moved to Washington. So uh, Mr. Game played a lot of game sevens. I think how many game sevens? It was, it was a lot of game sevens in a row he played in. Yeah, and never lost one, right? Yeah. So until um, he didn't lose it with the Blues. Yeah, Blues never went to game seven when they lost in San Jose. It was game six. So we made the joke if the Blues got to game seven, we were in good shape that year. Right. They didn't get to game seven. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think he's another guy that he was only here for a cup of coffee, but I think his position in Blues lore is uh, is cemented. He broke the streak. You know, he's the guy who put the Blues on top of the Blackhawks and finally after – God, how many seasons, uh, how many consecutive series had the Blackhawks knocked out the Blues? Yeah, it, was a hand, it was a good handful, at least. Yeah, was it like I think it was like five or seven consecutive playoff series the Hawks had eliminated the Blues. Yeah, ever since, uh, uh, I think the last one they won was the Janney one, I believe. If I, looked I think at you're it, right. It might be. But uh, um, so it's kind of so it's cool that that kind of propelled the Blues past the first round for the first time in a while. And I think it it started the trajectory of where the blues are at now. Cause if that's 100%, that, if that's that didn't go the blues way, I don't know who knows what would have happened. I mean, obviously a lot of things happened along the way to get to where we were in 2019. Right. But that 2016, man, that was the first time in my adult life, at least I can say like 
wow, we have a chance to actually go somewhere. Cause say, you know, they beat the living crap out of Dallas in the second round. Yeah. Um, that year. That go to game seven too. That was game seven too. Yeah. The reason I remember well, that was, they beat the piss out of them in game seven. It was over early. Thank God. Cause I watched that with a bunch of friends at a local hot shots. I was in and, New York city. And it was a massive rainstorm here in St. Louis. And, uh, the power got knocked out at the hot shot. So we didn't, so we had it up oh. on our phones and we're like watching it. And then we got everything back like within 15 minutes. So we missed the end of the like first and we got it right before the second period started. So we missed like the Patrick Bergen goal. So if, uh, if anyone who listens to us is in uh, New York, I was watching that game at a now defunct sports bar that was a St. Louis Cardinals bar um and actually for hockey was technically a pittsburgh penguins bar but because there was no st louis blues backers bar in new york city um the penguins were cool the penguins new york fan base was cool with letting foley's in new york city be the blues bar as long as they weren't playing on the same night um and so i got to watch um game seven against dallas surrounded by st louis people uh eating toasted ravioli which were great and they had st louis style pizza i'm making air quotes yeah um because they use provel but no one told the people in new york what the crust is for st louis pizza so it was basically a new york style pizza with provel cheese god bless them they tried it was terrible Uh Um, but the bar was awesome and it was one of my favorite playoff experiences because i was legitimately across the street from the empire state building that's awesome. So yeah, it was it was a cool bar. It was a very very cool bar, and I hope that uh, I think everyone should make a road trip at some point to another city, and find the bar that backs your team, and go to a game there, just to watch. Because as fun as it is to go to a sports bar in St. Louis, like to go to Ob Clark's or to go mm-hmm. to a Hot Shots or whatever, there's something about being in a different city and walking into a place and it's like being transported to your hometown and you're surrounded by people who are transplants as well, that it, it's such a bonding experience. It's really cool. It's very, very cool. And I really encourage people if you're ever somewhere out and about for work or vacation or whatever, and there's a game on like, do your research, go Google, you know, whatever the team is you want to see if they have a local backers bar in the city you're in and go, cause it, it's fun. Cool. So yeah, we're definitely, I get my first experience of being in a different area when we go to Winter Classic in, uh, wow, like four weeks from now, which is crazy. I know. It's sneaking up on us. So they got the Winter Classic coming up and hopefully uh, things go off without a hitch. So let's uh, wrap it up there. And if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at, at Blues Hockey NHL. And I'm Chris, at the Hawks of Palooza. There you go. I was trying to hold off for you while you're getting a drink. So I almost got it. So uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, also, look for our website, blueshockeypodcast.net and also.com. You can find uh, anything there uh, related to the podcast. You can find every single podcast we've ever, ever recorded. On top of that, you can find where to download them at, which is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Anchor, um, Pocket all Cast, all, all the cast. So they're all out there. And you can also listen to it on the website. Uh, I don't know if you, if you, anybody got it. If you, we were apparently, uh, I think it was like five, 15 people's like top listen to podcast. So thank you very much for that. Nice. Um, Thanks, mom. 
yeah thanks thanks mom and dad for listening to it on 15 different things so um <laughs> and family for doing that and listening to us and my boring monotone voice so we appreciate that so uh let's see where we got that all wrapped up so uh sponsors real quick uh, draft kings use the code thpn today sign up get a bunch of good goodies when you uh get signed up and bet on the blues bet on whoever your little heart desires bet on the bills hopefully the bills start playing uh really Monday well. night football big week it's it's patriots week uh it's patriots week so this is a this is where chris usually in the past in the past and this is not a reason the last handful of years where chris is like not looking forward to this game, but also not looking forward to this game. I'm I'm right there again this week. I mean, yeah. the Patriots have won six straight. The Bills are win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. They're favored by two at home, but we'll see. So they got to win this, man. I, I, if they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl, they, they got to win this game. Yeah. So, uh, spend on the Bills. Hopefully, they beat the Patriots this week and then uh, set Chris's week off right. So, thank God. Uh, and what else do we got here? So, yes, we also have two of them. So, Lucky Lola's, go get Lucky Lola's for your, right around the holiday season. Get your uh, jalapeno sweet heats and some brats if you can find those at uh, Schnooks and Fresh Time. So, go to two, those two places. You can find all the good stuff there. And last but not least is Rockstar Tacos. So, they're at the Gaslight right now at 4916 Shaw. Um, Fully operational, Full menu now. fully operational, which is awesome. And some other big news, which uh, congrats to Will and Rebecca over there. Uh, they are not only running the Gaslight, they also have the Factory, which is the new kind of music venue in Chesterfield, yep. next to right across from the Valley, where it's like Correct. where Top Golf is at. So, yep, right down um, the street from from Top Golf. Yeah, so there's a bunch of uh, acts starting to get booked there. So it's very cool that they mm-hmm. had some there. They sold out the other night, which is great. And then on top of that, if you go to Urban Chestnut, you can get Rockstar Taco there now. So yes, there will yeah. start be serving. I'm not 100% sure if they're in there yet, but I know they officially announced that they're going to be in Urban Chestnut. So a couple of good write-ups on them this week at, uh, on Riverfront Times, I believe, had a good write-up on them. So congrats to Will and Rebecca at Rockstar Taco. Go check them out at the location at the Gaslight. Go there right before you head over to the Botanical Gardens. Go check out Botanical yeah. Gardens for the Garden Glow. They're literally five minutes not even five minutes like yeah they're, they're right, right down there. the street yeah so go ahead and check them out uh today so that does it for us for this week uh hopefully the blues can uh get healthy <laughs> that's that's yeah, this week I, I, at this get point, healthy I think and, it's just riding the storm out you yeah. know it's you got to the 13th so we got about about nine days here the blues have to weather the storm and get you know get by these next five games they have five games now between now and then that they'll get both biddington they'll get bozak back earlier yeah that will be the only relief they're going to get at this point is bozak will be back earlier but then you'll still have to hopefully get falk back and then you'll get biddington back and then yeah. hopefully you get costin neil and who knows what reinforcements doug armstrong has up his sleeve down the line but like i said if guys keep stepping up we'll take it so jake debrosk yeah, Jake DeBrusque is available at this point. So the Blues are in on that, as according to the uh, internets and different uh, different insiders. But a lot of guys are. So Calgary's in on it. Uh, Edmonton, um, or Seattle, possibly. Uh, yeah. Chicago was actually mentioned the other day, too, by uh, Drager. So we'll see. A lot of people are interested in Jake DeBrusque, who's uh, just ready for a change of scenery. So we'll That's see what happens know. there, see what happens with the Blues. And uh, all right, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Take it.